Welcome to A Women's Brew, where women talk about beer. In today's episode, we are going back to basics and exploring the beer style of stouts at the request of Layla and Sam via email. Hi, Layla. Hi, Sam. I'm Joanne, and this is Tori. Hola. And we are two beer-loving women on a mission to get more people drinking and talking about great beer. Come join us. So today, today we, we are talking about stouts. So <laughs> um, probably, I think it was before Christmas, wasn't it? We've been we've been incredibly busy and haven't been able to fit yes, it. This in. is the first episode of just the two of us. Yes. in quite a while, like weeks. weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we got. Sorry, guys, we got really popular and people wanted to talk to us <laughs> just for a gap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, the, a request came in via email. So lovebeerlearning at gmail.com if you want to suggest what you want us to talk about or you want us to look at uh, from Layla and Sam and they wanted to know more about stouts so we had a look through we decided what styles we're gonna what versions of stouts we're gonna look at and we're gonna go through various different styles of stouts with you today so uh, Tori what stouts have we got that we're gonna be drinking yeah, that we're going to be drinking. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got a, a Verdant Export Stout. Make me drink Verdant. So that's this if you're watching that. Well, yeah, but I've it's never really one, had a so. Verdant Stout. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. And I, this is definitely going to be led by you. Yeah. And I'm going to just be here <laughs> to learn. Um, And I don't think I've ever noticed any just being called an export stout so it's going to be interesting to sort of learn more about that mm-hmm. um we've got a samuel samuel smith oatmeal stout nice big bottle for anybody sort yep. of watching the video uh we've got a wiper and true milk stout i do like the wiper and true uh cans if you are looking at the screen they're very uh simple but effective i yes. think with their design um and then we're going to finish on one that this is calling this day d-day because i've just <laughs> not been excited about this at all uh it's the brew dog times two tons deep sea dating oyster stout <laughs> i don't like the name because it's too time. it's too fishy <laughs> i don't like the name <laughs> It doesn't just... taste like fish. It doesn't taste like oysters. Well, it's fine. We'll talk about that when we find get out. To it. <laughs> gonna find out in a minute. And I guess before we start, apologies that it's taken so long for us to get yeah, to this sorry. episode. We already covered. <laughs> we keep having to bump it for time sensitive material, but we're not bumping it anymore. No, we're, we're committed. It. It's happening. It's We've had the, the beers since before Christmas, haven't we? <laughs> for so long. <laughs> I think we ordered these in our Christmas orders. We were, so we've had we them were for prompt. A while. Yeah, we, we were, were prompt. We were like, we're doing this. Yeah. It's happening, and then it was like, oh, we'll just bump it back one week. Oh, oh we'll just no, bump it back. No, so we need to, that one needs to happen now. Apologies. Yeah, apologies. <laughs> but also, if you do have one that you style or an episode idea or whatever that you'd like us to talk about, as Joe said, email into Love Beer Learning hit us with it as you can see obviously we've picked up suggestions and we're doing yep. the suggestions it might be two three months late but we are doing it so um definitely send your ideas in and we will be picking that up now i'm excited to learn so teach me right so stouts stouts are actually one of my favorite styles and and they are quite versatile as you can see from the range that we're going to drink tonight i've also 
pulled out of my stash some other stouts that I've got. Um, I'm missing a pastry stout. There's probably one in the fridge somewhere, but I couldn't find it. I've drunk plenty of them. So, but we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to that. You should have um, told me I would have gone in. Gra- I've definitely got one. I wasn't as prepared. I did go and pick up more cephalopod today for anyone that's listened uh, yes. to us. <laughs> yep. I went and I picked up more because I've got to do my that. first vertical. So yeah, we're going to say we're going to save them and we're going to try the different ones next to next to one another when they do them with different types of honey. So that's going to be interesting because cephalopod, if you haven't listened to the episode, is a honey stout. So yeah. Go back and listen to the uh, conversation with Wild Weather if you want to find out a bit about that one. So, the word stout was first used in 1677, and it basically meant a stronger beer. Um, at that time, there were even pale stouts. So, to all those people that say a stout has to be dark, back in the 1600s, it did not. Um, so, there were pale stouts. There is a record of a Bavarian pale stout being brewed by the Cork Porter Brewery in Ireland in 1840. So, it just meant a stouter beer, a stronger beer at the time. Um, so, it started life with porters, which we've spoken about um, in previous episodes. I believe we talked about that in our Christmas episode. Yeah, we did because yep. I think I was asking you. Yeah, because we had the mild, <laughs> we had the mild there. So um, go and have a look at, go and have a listen to the um, Christmas episode to find out about porters. But porters started out, then as they got stronger, they were called stouter porters, and then the word stout was was used for a stronger beer. However, the both styles have changed over time. They started off life as brown beers, but with the introduction of patent malt in 1817 there was a cheaper way of making them as brewers could use almost all pale malt as the base malt and then put in specialty malts so smaller amounts of these darker roasted grains um, to change the color and the body of them Um, it's thought that a stout must use roasted barley so it's you'll hear various things that like the difference between a porter and a stout is that stout uses roasted barley um This isn't entirely true because when you look back at historical recipes, they didn't necessarily use roasted barley. They used other types of grains. Um, And Guinness, which when you think of stout, when a lot of people think of stout, you automatically think of Guinness. Um, They didn't start using roasted barley in their recipe until 1930. So there's lots of myths around this style and what makes a stout a stout, what makes a porter a porter, etc. But moving away from our history lesson, there are lots of different styles within the family of stouts. Um, so we'll start at the lower end, the dry Irish stout. This is Guinness. Um, I have a Guinness here, but actually this one, if you're looking on the video, is actually a foreign extra stout, which is the same as an export stout. So um, the story goes that Arthur Guinness took the porter recipe uh, and took it over to Ireland, bumped up the ABV and stuck foreign extra on it, an export stout on it. And that's where extra foreign extra stout came from. So your dry Irish stout is a 4 to 4.5% beer. It's the lowest alcohol content of the stout varieties and is defined by a burnt coffee-like flavour from the roasted barley, assuming they are using roasted barley. 
uh, it will have a significant bitterness, but no hop character or aroma. Your foreign expert export stout or your foreign extra stout is slightly higher in ABV because they're going to export it. So it's got to go to somewhere else. So it needs to have the higher ABV so it can last the journey. This is generally going to be between 6.3 to 8%. Um, so it sits in the family between a dry Irish stout and an imperial stout that I'll talk about later. As I said, this recipe is said that Arthur Guinness took the porter recipe and turned it into the export stout. And he, or when he bumped up the ABV, he also bumped up the coffee flavour. So you're going to be looking for roasted grain, chocolate and coffee. So before I go on to the next styles, shall we crack our yes, please? All you had to say was chocolate and coffee, <laughs> and the fact that I'm looking at the back of this. So the Virgin Export Stout is actually called Al- uh, I'm going to call it albino pheasant. That's not albino. how you pronounce it, but I'm going to call it albino pheasant for any US listeners. Uh, and it, yeah, seven point seven. You got me. I'm into yep. it. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this. Oh, it's got Columbus hops in it as well. Yeah, I noticed that, but it does say on it, and maybe you could shed some light on this. On the back of the can, yeah. it says hot side Columbus. What does it mean when it says hot side? So that means during the brewing process, the point where you uh, boil your wort and you add your add your hops in, that's the hot side. So they will have added Columbus during the boil, or at least before they cooled it down, because sometimes they get added in the whirlpool as well while they're chilling it, things like that. Right, let's have a look at this. I'm it's definitely a lovely getting... little, um, like nutty brown head to it. Yeah, it has got a lovely, lovely creamy brown head on yeah, it. It's nice. Um, it's very dark brown. All it's very dark brown with a red highlight. It's not quite black. Yeah, I was going to say when I just held it up to my light yeah. right now, I definitely got the red highlight in it. I got that lovely strong coffee aroma as soon as I cracked the can open. Like a roasty, roasty yep. coffee. Yeah. Yep. So that is like we're looking for roasted grain, coffee. And I'm getting malty. Like I'm definitely getting the malty smell in it as well. But obviously kind of like when you're when you're sniffing it out of the glass, it's more of the roasty notes and all that. When I'm sniffing it by the can, I'm actually get I I can get a bit of chocolatey elements to it, but more so from the can than from the actual glass. And I'm not sure why that's so different, but it might be the metallic of the can changing the aroma particles yeah when i when i swirl and sniff yeah i definitely get more roasty roastiness i think the chocolate is more on the taste well it smells well i think that it smells it has a chocolatey smell to it from the can for me like and i don't know if it's because it's in my head and there's something else that's sort of like i'm thinking oh chocolate and coffee um but it's it's yeah I definitely do get it, but whether that's my brain playing tricks on me, don't know. If you smell it or taste it, it is there. It's there. It's there. <laughs> I get more coffee, but that's me. That's what I'm. What I pick up from it. Um, I get bitter chocolate in the taste, bitter up front, mm. nuttiness dark, in mine. Dark roasted coffee. Yeah, a bit of nuttiness. Yeah, a bit of hazelnut maybe. Yeah, I'm getting hazelnutty, and. Um, it doesn't hide the ABV as well as I expected it would. It's definitely got like a booziness to the taste. Yeah. Like there's no alcohol burn per se, but it's boozy. And it's on- only, she says air quote, 7.7%. 7. 
so wow, it's not massive <laughs> you know it's not like it's not huge like if you're thinking on your you know dipper and tipper ends like it's not as much as an imperial stout but it does yeah you definitely get that alcohol in there it's got a nice mm. body bit creamy yeah like i wouldn't say it's massively like some stouts can be where they're massively um like thick mouthfeels it's not it's not the thickest but it's not i would say it's about medium mouthfeel like it's not particularly thin like i wouldn't go oh this is thin um it's definitely there and i'd say it's a nice medium level yeah but it's also i think it's also got a dry finish Mm. so it's you're you're getting that very much history from it um that you're getting from the dry irish that this is a bumped up version of that dry irish you're getting the dry finish on the end of it but there's a bitter bitter coffee it goes for me it goes like dry and then immediately after the dryness there's the the bitterness that comes through it kind of goes like a bit bitter not in a not in like a bittersweet chocolate way just a bitter actual bitter way and then there's a lingering nuttiness for me as well um I quite like it it's it's um it's nice I don't know what I guess because in the way of Guinness my brain kind of went oh how similar to a Guinness is it gonna be um and it's not (laughs) it's definitely it's definitely not I was thinking is it gonna be similar no it's not (laughs) no it's I'm surprised because it's with Verdant the fact that they don't do many stouts. I am pleasantly surprised by the quality of this stout because not that I expect it to be bad, but I kind of, it, I didn't know what to expect because I know yeah. what to expect from them when it comes to hoppy and, and all that. I don't know what to expect about stouts and I think they've done quite a good job with it. Yes, all right. Um, it's a bit hot for me, a bit the, the alcohol on it's a bit, but but it's a higher ABV beer, so... Honestly, seven point seven. <laughs> it's, no, it's not. It's not I like that, that we, we said that again. It's only a seven point seven. seven. <laughs> Relatively, you know, for an Amer- like. For I wouldn't America, even think twice about it. Yeah, no. I but wouldn't even think getting, twice about it because I'd you be are like, getting that alcohol in there. So, yeah, there you go. So Completely. that's your that's your export stout for you there. How would you like in your in your opinion, based on what you've just kind of said an export stout should be and what we just got, how close to it? You know, for me, I would say it was close, but I wouldn't say it's like matching up exactly as maybe the style would dictate per se. I don't know. I I think it fits quite well in in the box. You've got your roasty grainness. You've got there's a nuttiness to it. But that's um, yeah, maybe that's the choice of grains that they've used um we're definitely getting roasted grain you're getting chocolate you're getting coffee yeah i think i think they're all right i think if this was being judged i think someone would say yeah you just you fit into that box okay i think for me it's just because the my taste buds are picking up the nuttiness nuttiness. more so like i'm get i got the coffee and the aroma when it came to the taste i didn't really get that it was more than nuttiness and i guess that's probably just the difference in my taste buds when my taste buds are picking up one type of flavor and not so much the other type of flavor and i had pizza for dinner not long before (laughs) we started recording it so i've fallen into the trap of pizza again so that could play a part in it i don't know (laughs) maybe could could well do Right, so our next beer is going to be the oatmeal stout. So um, uses of oats or oatmeal are put in, like that's put into the beer to add to the body and the flavour of the beer. 
Um, these are often sweeter than your Irish stout. So we'll have to see how that compares to our export stout when we try this one from Samuel Smith's. Um, but they are not as sweet as a sweet or a, a milk stout, which, are, which tend to use lactose. Um, historically, along with the milk stouts, an oatmeal stout or, um, was, has been marketed as healthy. So they've put, they've put the, the, the oats in. There was a whole thing where it was just like, this is really good for invalids because it's healthy because it's got oatmeal in it. <laughs> okay. Um, it wasn't true <laughs> necessarily. So, yeah, they, they've been marketed as, as um, healthy beers, but... I don't. I don't think you can say a, a stout well, is. It's <laughs> oatmeal, so isn't it kind of basically breakfast? Yeah, there you go. Yeah, breakfast in a bottle. Yeah. So if mm. I crack this open at nine o'clock in the morning, it's fine. I'm just having breakfast. It's yeah. getting my fibre Absolutely in. That's fine. not a big deal. I mean, they did used to say Guinness was good, just to bring well, it back. To yeah, they did used to say like, yeah, if you're pregnant, or have Guinness. It's all good. It's got it might, iron yeah, in my it. Fr- <laughs> my friend got told by her doctor when she was pregnant. I mean, this was several years ago. Now her son is a teenager. No. Her son's at university. So she was told when she was pregnant with him that um, she should drink Guinness for the iron content because she was low on iron. So we're working our way up the food period. Yeah. We've got, yeah our iron's <laughs> covered. Now we're moving on to our fibre a lot. Yes. So yeah, so yeah exactly. when it's this oatmeal, I'm yeah. expecting this is going to be fuller on the mouthfeel. Yes, it should I'm definitely be. Yeah, this. definitely have fuller mouthfeel. And a oatmeal stout should sit between 42 to 5.9%. It's a five percent. This one is five percent, so that's nice and in the middle there. Oh, and on the back of the bottle, um, you'll be able to see that. Uh, so Samuel Smiths do this interesting thing where they they ferment the beer in what they call Yorkshire squares. So it's a it's um, a stone open topped fermenter, and that's what they they um, ferment their beers in. And that they say that creates an almost opaque, wonderfully silky and smooth textured ale with a complex medium dry palette and bittersweet finish. So let's crack this bad boy open and see. The photo I just held up on the camera, the caption on that is knocking down the lively head of yeast formed during fermentation in stone Yorkshire squares. Yeah. Yeah, squares. Yeah. Smells like boozier than it is in the bottle. (laughs) I would say this head pours a lot, um, a lot more ferocious than the other one. Yeah. <laughs> like this one grew, whereas the other one, it was decent, but this one actually kind of grew as it poured. Yeah, I'm getting some like dried fruit off of this one. It definitely smells more boozy than you think it's going to be. Only it's only five percent. Well, that's it. That's it. Is I smelt it in the bottle because I yeah. just I think some of my glasses, the cleaning of my glasses, has just taken the <laughs> aroma out of it. So I'm just smelling it from the bottle. And it does have like a boozier <laughs> smell yeah, to it, and it's only five percent. I'm getting dry fruit and like fruitcake. I could see that, but it still smells boozy even in the glass. The head on that one on mine didn't last very long after I started agitating it. I'm not gonna um, lie. Mine's still, mine's still there. It's quite bubbly. It is again very dark brown with a bit of a golden highlight this time rather than a red one. Mine still has a bit of, unless that's just a. Uh, something in the background it has sort of a chestnutty color yeah. of mine when i'm holding it up to the direct light um on the taste fruitcake yeah i don't know how to describe it fruit the mouth 
probably the best. It's thinner yeah, than I expected. It's thinner, yeah, it's, th- it's thinner than the export stout. I've never had a Samuel Smith before, so this is my first time having a, a Samuel Smith. I've had several of theirs because they're, they're quite traditional. So for trying, um, trying styles to get an idea of a traditional style, they're a good brewery for that. Um, it's definitely sweeter than the export stout. I'm getting like raisiny, like fig yeah. type um, yeah. sweetness. It's it's kind of like uh, when you're using like figs or raisins to cook something and you want to make it bake something and you want to make it a bit like healthier but you still want to have the sweetness it's <laughs> well, like using that ingredient <laughs> it is an oatmeal stout which is supposed to be good for invalids. well that's it we're going super healthy what do you put in your porridge you're going to put raisins in maybe i don't but some people do <laughs> so this one full breakfast i think in a bottle <laughs> there's almost a little bit of spiciness to it um if you hadn't have said that i probably wouldn't have picked up on it but you having said that, I can see where that's coming from. I'm still getting a bit of um, dryness kind of to the back end of the sip. Yeah. So it's, yeah. But I, I think what's disappointing to me of it is when I think oatmeal stout, like I said, I think it's going to be like fuller mouthfeel. Yeah. And it, this is actually, in my opinion, thinner than the one we just had. I agree. Um, I, wa- I wanted it to at least be the same sort of medium mouthfeel that the export stout had. And it just is, it's not quite water thin, but it is thin. Yeah, it's definitely thinner. Yeah, I wanted a bit, I wanted a bit of chewiness to it and there wasn't, but it is only 5%. So got even, yeah. even that out. I think the thing is, it's, it's definitely more sessionable um, in terms of a stout. And there's not a lot of stouts that I think you could say, is a is sessionable um yeah. per se if somebody served it to me again like i wouldn't i wouldn't be like oh, i won't have that um but it might not be the stout that i personally for my taste buds would go and seek out again but yeah. i think that's just because that's not my this isn't my particular taste where's the know, pastry yeah. stouts <laughs> well you know who does a really good oatmeal stout and no one's gonna be able to get it <laughs> um a really That's good great. tell oatmeal. us all yeah. about this sorry. amazing sorry, thing this, this and go really... oh but sorry you can't have it <laughs> great oatmeal stout comes from alaskan brewing they do a beautiful oh, we'll oatmeal just stout. Pop down and we'll just go get one <laughs> no yeah no one's gonna be able to get it because they don't export outside of alaska very far so we're not gonna be able to get it but they make a beautiful oatmeal stout it's one of my faves for our potential um, one listener it. in alaska they <laughs> can never get it if anyone can get me some alaskan brewing i would love it <laughs> please go out and get it yeah oh to be fair the sip that i just took on this i didn't really well it's interesting i don't know how you how you feel about this but there's times that i will go when i'm actively trying to pick out tastes and stuff and i overanalyze it as i think some of us do um you start noticing flaws a lot more but i just took quite a decent size sip to try to sort of finish it up and I didn't really think about it I just sort of took a sip and I got the fruitiness and everything obviously still thin on the mouthfeel but I think I just enjoyed it more having just a sip of it and not thinking about it it. than when I was like oh let me pick this apart and I was like oh I don't like that flavor (laughs) in there this one you know but just taking a sip of it I'm like yeah okay it's actually quite good (laughs) and I think nowadays as well we're very used to big imperial stouts big chewy ones like they're full of malt so there's you know you're getting that big thick body because they've put a lot of malt in to add that and you'll get like they're putting lactose in and they're putting all these different ingredients into it so you're getting you did you know you're getting that thick 
chewy mouthfeel. And that's what, when people think of stout, they think of that now. Whereas actually, this is probably more what a traditional stout is. And they are thinner. And yeah, so if it's a 5%, you're not going to get that massive mouthfeel unless they've put lactose or something in it to build the body. But you're not going to get that. And I think there's a misconception of what a stout really is when it's a lower ABV. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like if you don't, that that's fine. If you don't think like, if you don't like it, that it's a thinner body, then that's fine. But don't say that a stout is bad when it's a lower ABV because it's, it's got a thinner body. It's going to have a thinner body. That's literally the science of brewing. <laughs> I think that's it. And, and I think that there's a lot of, a lot of beers that we, go oh it's a lower ab for a stout it's a lower abv it's going to be thinner on the mouthfeel we accept that going into it we kind of know what we're getting into and it's when people don't really realize that and they drink it and they go oh my god it's so thin and then they look at it and they go oh yeah it's a 4.5 percent and you're like well yeah it's a 4.5 percent like did you think it was gonna be like big and like yeah. very full and and I guess some people do and that and that's you know if that's the misconception that's a misconception but I think it's like you said knowing kind of what you're going to get going into it and and the reality of the situation about what they really are and it doesn't mean that they're bad it just means no. that it's a thinner mouthfeel but yeah like the the berryness it changed more from like a fig to like a berryness when I wasn't thinking about it yeah. so the sweetness actually kind of for me became less sharp and was more blended when I wasn't yeah. really thinking about it whereas where I was thinking about it I was like oh it's quite sharp yeah <laughs> and I'm not sure I like it <laughs> actually yeah I'd have another glass of that that was quite good and I think we should say as well because we didn't say this before we got these stouts out a good half an hour to an hour before we came on to record yeah. so your stouts you want them to be a, a bit more room a bit more towards room temperature um, because that's going to then release more of those aroma particles. Like they should be slightly warmer when you're when you're drinking them. You know, feel free to drink them cooler if that's how you enjoy them. But they are designed to be slightly warmer. Uh, I quite like like sitting with it and letting it just warm up, and then you you can taste the development of the flavors and the aromas. That's really interesting. That's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say every time there's this debate about the temperature, you should yeah. have your stouts. Do you put it in an oven? Do you put it direct out the fridge? What do you do with it? For me, <laughs> for me, I like it slightly. I like to take it out at least, you know, 30-ish minutes yeah. um, because it's still relatively cold at that point. Um, but I like to taste it at the colder end and then as it warms up see how it go back to it every so often see how that taste develops because you get to really see where it's come from and then the fullness of the flavor by the time it really warms up some of them need to be really warm like a lot warmer than you think so I had one I had a stout that was I think it was a north brewing co peanut butter one that came out ages ago I think that's a north one Um, and it had to be like proper like room temperature <laughs> and yeah. I was expecting to go oh an hour out of the fridge that'll be good enough I could really taste it and I was like oh it doesn't taste like peanut butter at all and it, it took to the point of being even warmer than I expected it to be before it really unlocked the peanut butter elements of the flavor and I was like yeah okay actually I'm, I'm getting this now so for me when it comes to talking about stouts and thinking about stouts and the taste of them I kind of go, let me taste it at all varying levels. Don't just take a few sips and go, 
now this is rubbish Absolutely. wait and see how it is as it warms up and does it unlock those flavors that you're expecting absolutely and like and it is totally like it's personal preference as well if you want to drink it cold you do you so like but my friend louise doesn't even put her stouts in the fridge they stay in the cupboard she drinks them straight out of the cupboard and actually i remember my granddad he always used to drink Mackeson's um milk stout and i was thinking about this earlier when i was getting ready for the podcast like they were always in the cupboard they were never in the fridge like he drank his Mackeson's out of the cupboard into a glass off we go a lot of people do that i know yeah. a lot of people that do that they're just um i think it's it's also because like it, as long as it's not like summertime where it's ridiculous like if you're in a room that's ridiculously hot i mean yeah. when it stays like a comfortable room temperature your can i mean i always find what my they refer to as cooler. cellar temperature <laughs> cellar temperature um it it's I think you can do it. a lot of people choose to do it that way and that works or well, I know with like cephalopod I asked JD you know if I put it in the fridge how long in your opinion as the brewer should it be before I take it out because I want to make sure it's at the, the best temperature possible and he actually said don't put it in the fridge and take it out he said put it in the fridge an hour before you're going to have it and let it sort of go from let it cool as opposed to let yeah. it warm um so that was interesting yeah I, I was like oh I wonder what would have happened sometimes if I did it the other way. <laughs> Sometimes they say on them what temperature they should be served at. Oh, so this one says best served at 13 degrees Celsius. I mean, whatever you do, just don't put it in the um, oven. Oh, and serving suggestion, pizza and salad. There you go. This so goes perfectly right. with your dinner. There you go. <laughs> I mean, I didn't have salad. So it'll be under says, any delusion I had salad. <laughs> I have, for those not watching the video, because I've, I've just picked this, I'm talking about the oatmeal sale again. So the serving suggestions are pizza and salad, pasta and other Italian foods, lobster and drawn butter steak and kidney pie plowman's lunch dark flavorful bread british and french cheeses and it's best served at 13 degrees celsius which is about 55 degrees fahrenheit that's a that label's got a lot of info on it i wish all labels had that much info on it yeah right i would say lobster aside i can't comment on lobster we know my feelings on seafood um (laughs) but i don't mind lobster actually i think the what was the second one that you had said it's pasta pasta and other italian foods the pasta element wouldn't have put this together with pasta no i don't think (laughs) i would have done pizza yeah okay i can see that um the cheeses i can see that there's a lot of the steak and kidney bread yeah um lobster can't comment not my thing but the pasta that just you said that and i was like hmm that's quite interesting because I mm. definitely don't I wouldn't have thought to put that together but I suppose you might have a fruity red wine with pasta you would yeah and, and this is fruity so but I'll just Similar, never go oh yeah. yeah let's put them together but then when you phrase it that way it's like okay I guess I yeah. can see that element of it so interesting <laughs> I like that label that's good yeah that's, that was a lot of info I like that thank you Samuel Smiths we enjoyed that they're gonna listen and they're gonna go thanks guys we're doing great (laughs) you never know they might be don't put us down slide into our dms (laughs) (laughs) right our next stout style that we're going to look at is um sweet or milk stouts so they are lower bitterness than other stouts and higher in sweetness due to the addition of milk sugars or lactose so there are lots of stories when you start going online and looking into this about lawsuits against brewers for calling beers milk stouts um, when they haven't put enough of a percentage of lactose in there to make it feasible under food laws. Um, there's 
quite a famous story that Maccasins, they they are one of the people attributed to making some of the first milk stouts. Um, and there are stories that they took legal action against another brewery for calling their beer a milk stout, but it didn't have a proper percentage of lactose or milk sugars in it. So they then weren't allowed to call it a milk stout. So, but I'm, I'm seeing more and more beers now being called a milk stout. So whether that is factually accurate that you're not allowed to call it a milk stout in the UK is, is contentious, I believe, because <laughs> you're seeing <laughs> more is... and more things about it, but um, a milk stout or slash a sweet stout should have lactose or milk sugars in it and is a lot more sweet. Um, some famous versions are my, one of my personal favorites is Millionaire by Wild Beer Co. Uh, but today we have Wiper and True's version. And as we yeah, said, we got before, this from, uh, got this from um, Leftfield Beers, didn't we? They? Did, didn't yes. we? And we waited specifically yeah. for this one. <laughs> for this one because they didn't have it in stock and then they sent it to us after they got a hold of it. So thank you very much for that, Leftfield Beers. Um, and as, as I said with the oatmeal stouts, um, some brewers put out not recently, <laughs> back in the day, they used to put out that there was health benefits um, of drinking a milk stout. And also there are allegations that it used to be given to children <laughs> because it had milk in it. I mean, so. this is double breakfast because this one does have, it's got naked oats in it. Ooh. Oh. And on top of that, it's got lactose. It's basically a sexy breakfast. It's basically I cereal. Like this one. Basically cereal. So this one is 5.6% ABV. They should sit between four and six percent so that's ideal um they have a lower bitterness to emphasize the malt flavor and the sweetness and it will have lactose in it yeah this one's got lactose in it this one's actually got the ibu on it and it's saying it's an ibu of 18 yeah that's quite that's quite low Uh, so it says milk stouts are brewed with sugar from kale's milk to give the beer a sweet creamy tone bristol breweries were once famous for making the best milk stouts around for our take on the traditional recipe, we've used copious amounts of chocolate malts and laced them with vanilla and cacao to create a milkshake-rich, velvety and satisfying dark beer. You know how you feel about cacao, so we'll see how... <laughs> I'm, I am excited about this, though, because yeah. it sounds like it's going to be nice and sweet as opposed to, like, bittersweet. I don't mind cacao. It's when it's bittersweet cacao yeah. that that's really... It just doesn't do it for me because it ends up being too bitter. But what I like about this label as well is it does tell you the hops as well. So, so it tells you the IBU. Um, it tells you, obviously, the alcohol. It tells you the the, the malts in it. Um, it tells you the yeast that was used. And also, this one, despite the fact that Wiper and True are a Bristol brewery, it does say it's brewed at West Berkshire Brewery. That's so, interesting, isn't it? Shout out to Berkshire. I like the top of the, the can as well. It's, it's like a gold. rose gold. It's got a gold top. <laughs> Very yeah. classy. So this one's a bit darker in colour. Got a bit of a... It smells like a chocolate bar if you're smelling it does. a can. It does smell like creamy milk chocolate. It's got... Um, mine's got a low beige head on it. I've got a fairly... I mean, got it's a decent low, one. I've got a decent... It's, it's yeah. decent. It's not as thick I as the other two. It <laughs> didn't grow like the other ones did. But it does look quite foamy. Ooh, um, that's nice. Yeah, it's just dark. There's no real. I don't really get highlights in it. It's just there's dark. a bit of red. Once you get, there's a bit of, a little bit of a red highlight on it. This is super full in mouthfeel. Yep, it's it's the thickness that I wanted from the Samuel Smiths. I think closer to that thickness that I wanted, slightly more than what I expected from Samuel Smiths. It's a little bit of a carbonation tears right at the beginning. 
but they're like just your, nice and creamy. Your I love word that word. Tis. 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 <laughs> it's the perfect description. You get a little tiz on the tongue and then it's smooth and lovely. I get yeah. that vanilla. I get the vanilla in the aroma as I well. I do get the vanilla as well. Yeah. It's, I, I think it's, um, I know people do disagree, but for me, I find it's very difficult to pick up vanillas um, in some of these beers because it's so easy to get lost. It's so easy yeah. to just blend in with other tastes, but this is very it's a very clear taste of it and it's very smooth and yeah there's no bitterness to it really at all <laughs> so there's a little tiny bit of roast in the back there just to balance out that sweetness yeah it's lovely it's not sugar is it it's no. not like you're drinking a can of sh- it's not a pastry stout where no. you're drinking a can of sugar it's it's lovely really well balanced yeah. you're getting lovely sweetness from the vanilla but not overpowering there's then a slight roastiness that balances that out i think the roastiness for me lingers quite a bit as well so it's like that's not the initial taste it comes through at sort of the back end of the sip and then it just stays there very nicely yeah oh that's nice it's like when you have a coffee at the end of a meal or something like that it's like don't have a coffee at the end of the meal have have this milk (laughs) down because it's gonna do that same palate cleansing job and the roasty notes and it's going to be nice it's lovely it's very well made I I, so breakfast you know preface i like i love stouts milk stouts like saisons and milk stouts those are my jam so you know i'm gonna love this <laughs> regardless but it is it's a really well made really well made one well i always think like so for me this is definitely more uh, i think the reason why i like the milk stouts the pastry stouts more is because they do tend to have less bitterness and for me i don't yeah i don't like heavy heavy bitterness i I mean you'll take it in style like west coast ipa and stuff like that because there's enough hops going on there to kind of balance it out and it can be balanced a bit better than when you get a bitterness in a stout where it can almost be a bit much because the the beer itself is heavier and darker and, and all that it can just be too much for me so yeah. I like it when it's smoother and it's sweeter so for me I, I was like I really am excited about this but I have had milk stouts where there has been quite heavy like bittersweet chocolate cacao and then I get really sad because I'm like I expected this was not going to be as bitter and then I'm like yeah oh. so it's really nice that this one actually lived up to what I expected it was going to be based on the back yeah, it's really lovely. I just had a sip of the export stale and then a sip of the milk stale, and they are night and day. <laughs> like, yes, bitterness <laughs> and coffee and roastiness of the export. The, the export stale is more bold. Yeah, it's like, bam, I am <laughs> here. <laughs> and then you've got this lovely, dreamy, vanilla-y milk stale. So different. Yet, both stouts. Yeah, this is the beauty of beer, people. Try all the beers. <laughs> I think what we should do is like we should do the the deep. Obviously, the next one that we're going to do is just the deep sea dating. We go through all the other stuff, and then I think we should do now that they're all warmed up. We should do another background yeah, and, and, see background and see what we think. <laughs> so before before we get to the oyster stout, um, I'll talk about some other versions of oh, stout. Thank that are you. Delay. So- <laughs> stay of execution for you um so we then we're then going to jump up the scale we're going to go to imperial stouts so they started off life as a porter but the russian imperial court so peter the great came over and he tasted porters and loved them so much that he wanted them sent to russia so the brewers of england 
made their porters, sent them over to Russia, but the long journey they spoiled. And so then the brewers, they weren't going to be put off. They were like, what are we going to do? Let's do like we did with our, like the brewers did up in Burton-on-Trent with their India Pale Ales. We're going to bump up the bump up the ABV. We're going to put more hops. We're going to put more more malt in it, and we're going to make it last for that long journey. So with the more malt, you got a higher ABV. So these are going to sit between eight and twelve percent plus sometimes, but. That was then, because it went to the Russian court and they absolutely loved it, it was then called the Imperial Stout. So Courage um, still had on their labels right up until, I think, the 1990s. They had on their labels by order of Catherine the Great because she loved an Imperial Stout. There's there's a girl after my own heart loving an Imperial Stout. Go on, girl. How fuming must you be, though, if you were like the czar and then like the first batch got to you and you were like, oh, yes, my, this my nice beer, this is my jam. I'm like, I'm here for this. Yeah. And then you like crack oh. into it and you're like, oh, drain pour. He was like, take it out, drain pour. <laughs> like, that's where they, that's probably where they got the phrase drain pour. They were Maybe. like, he didn't like it. He <laughs> chucked it out drain yeah. yeah but yeah so Catherine the great she loved an imperial stout so i've got i've got some various stouts here that i've ripped <laughs> out of my collection so i've got a, a vault city imperial stout here this is 9.5 percent as i said they are between 8 to 12 percent sometimes plus um you should be getting from a from like a, a proper traditional imperial stout you're going to get things like dried fruits coffee chocolate um, a medium to high bitterness and an alcohol warmth now this one is a double mash vanilla and almond so that's going to be like, completely i like out the you call it alcohol warmth, <laughs> alcohol warmth. you're gonna get yeah. a beer jacket yeah <laughs> you're gonna that. get a beer jacket from drinking beer yourselves you get the beer sweats and the beer the beer, the beer after you've had, after you've had, had one too many we've all yeah. had them you were just you were just get like yeah flushed. you start yeah. going Oh, it's a bit warm in there, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> you had you had to have that imperial stale. You just needed that one more, <laughs> and it was it was you know it was dangerous because it didn't taste its fourteen percent. Then you get the bit. That's us. That's that's us on on ladies' chat Zoom nights where we go. Shall, shall we have one more? more? One more, and we go. We'll just go for the high ABV ones, and then it's like, yeah, ooh, getting a bit of warmth from that. Warm, that's how I'm going to describe warm. it now. Getting the warmth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, I, that's imperial stouts for you so that and, i mean these are all your traditional little boxes that we're going to put these stars into but obviously brewers brewing is an art as well as a science so they are going to play with it and do what they like Hence, they like to break know, the vanilla and almond do what that's you like it. that sounded amazing to me and i didn't get it despite my better judgment too because i had already spent a lot by this point i managed to yeah no i managed to grab one I was filling a box and I was like, oh, I'll stick that one in there. But yeah, I, so I really wanted to try it because obviously Vault City, as we know, is probably, big, you know, most well known for doing their sours yeah. and their new age sours is what they refer to them as. I believe. They are good. Um, and they're amazing. They're absolutely amazing. But you'd never think again. I hear they do an amazing stout, an amazing bottle, you know, barrel aged stout. But I've never had one because... I, 
I just never thought to get you know when they come out they and they go don't do so them quickly. that often yeah they don't do them they that go often. so quickly and then I don't think to get one and then by the time I'm like oh yeah I actually quite quite want that it's gone already yeah and they make such amazing sours that that's what gets talked about the most I think I might have to crack this one tonight after we finish recording. It's it's meant to all those. Is it a double mash? Did you say? Yeah, it's a double. They're mash. meant to be thick with two C's. Like that yeah. is what those ones are supposed to be. So it'll yeah. be interesting to see how you get on. I'll tell you what it. I think. Um, what else have I got here? So I haven't got a pastry stout. I don't know what I'm, I usually I have a pastry stout, but I have not got one. I've probably but... got one over there if you want me to go grab one. <laughs> <laughs> so a pastry stout. Um, pastry stout. That's not an official um, beer style. They may be adding it as we speak, but it's not an official beer style. But pastry stouts tend to be based on desserts. Um, Don't be deceived by the word pastry. I saw this in a post recently that someone was just like, oh, I keep saying about these pastry stouts, but they don't taste like pastry. Um, When brewers say pastry, they mean dessert. (laughs) I feel like, is that, can can I say that's a very American word, say pastry? Yeah, to because mean like a desserty, yeah, cakey. I would say like in the US, you, when you say pa- like you would have bakeries that have pastries, so it would be yeah. like Italian pastries or you know whatever type of pastries, and it would be like your cannolis or your eclairs right. or those type of things. So that's probably why they've. Yeah, I don't think we stuff. call like I know. So technically, you wouldn't call shoe, an eclair. A, yeah, see, shoes a pastry, but we don't call it a pastry. That's a cake. we call it a pastry. <laughs> that's a cream cake. But you guys call thing. everything cakes. You're like yeah. cupcakes. That's a cake. Well, yeah, that's okay, just that a, is a that's cake. Just a, cake. <laughs> a muffin. You call a muffin a cake. A muffin's a big not cake. A cake. <laughs> okay, donuts cake. There's cake. No, donuts, I wouldn't call it. A, I mean, only type of cake. See, I know I'd still call a donut a donut, but you don't spell it right. <laughs> I, I spell it all the ways. I spell it however. If I'm feeling spicy, I spell it one way. If I'm not, <laughs> I spell it the other way. But so don't be deceived by it saying a pastry and expecting it, you know, to taste like, I don't know, pie. <laughs> like it's not going to taste like Unless it's pie flavoured. Like, well, unless it's a pie. Well, savoury pie, though. Someone was saying that it doesn't taste like, yeah, well, like savoury pastry it's going to taste like dessert so think of it more as a dessert stout than a pastry stout um they're going to be very sweet and they can range widely in abv because they are pretty experimental and everyone gets a bit mad with it it can be fruity it can be chocolatey it can be nutty i know a combination of all of it I've got all my tiramisu's in in the fridge and I kind of want to go get them and look at what's the varying (laughs) degrees of ABVs because I I bet bet, bet they're all I bet there's a range yeah Yeah. I bet there's a proper range um as well looking at my little collection here you then get your tropical stouts these tend to have maybe some tropically fruity notes or usually coconut in a tropical stout didn't bring up my breakfast stout i meant to so breakfast stout what defines uh we did we talked about this when we did our um uh new brew our triannuary yeah. one because we did a breakfast stout on that breakfast stouts tend to have coffee and you know possibly maple pancake cereally like there should definitely be coffee in breakfast. there yeah breakfast <laughs> yeah it's always things. i think it's it's always uh or almost always you know, not black pudding <laughs> like not english it's breakfast. almost always We're going back to american coffee, breakfast isn't it? yeah coffee 
uh, and oats is usually uh, yeah. a big one that they that they put in there. And then yeah. usually you get some type of fruitiness, like they go for like a fruit compote. Like when you, or, yeah. yeah, like when you have a pancakes and fruit, yeah. like that's usually what a lot of people tend to go for. Yeah, Maple, so that's like you said. that's your breakfast stout. Um, you also get sour stouts. So these can be a blend of of several different things um tinnamons and guinness did a really delicious collaboration that was um tinnamons craic um lambic blended with guinness it was beautiful um so they if someone is making a sour stout then it is usually fermented with lactobacillus it could have bretanomyces added for a bit of funkiness and they can also be barrel aged which then brings us on to barrel-aged beer. I have here the infamous um, Bourbon County Stout from Goose Island. Horribly macro. Hot topic. Hot How topic terrible. right now. Terrible, <laughs> terrible. So they, yeah, that is aged, barrel-aged in bourbon barrels. I've also got another bourbon barrel-aged one, Dragon's Milk from New Holland. Um, it doesn't have to be bourbon. You can get wine barrel ones, rum, tequila. I've heard tequila barrels, and I've never tried a tequila barrel. I've got a tequila barreled one downstairs, actually. It's a Keys um, caramel fudge stout, and they've they've aged it in various different ones. And I got the tequila one because I love a bit of tequila. And I really enjoy a tequila barreled beer, um, but I'm going to save that for a build your beer vocabulary class when we talk about barrel aging. So I'll tell you about it after I've used it first. One of our other versions, American Stouts. So the official American Stout style is different from an English Stout because um, it is more hoppy. In fact, most American beer styles are just going to amp up the hops because that's what the Americans like to do. And the ABV is also going to be higher. It's usually between 5 and 7%. It's going to be roasty. You're going to get coffee, but it's going to be supported with a moderate citrus and resinous American hop profile um, in the flavor, aroma, and in the bitterness. So your American stout is going to be hoppier. Basically. Duration did one um, not too yeah. long ago because I got it as a secret Santa for somebody because um, I was trying to find something this person buys like all, like all the beers. So it's like I need to find something that they're not going to go out their way to buy on their own. And I went to Elusive and looked at their guest range and I said, like, I need a stout. Um, they didn't have any of their own, I think, at the time. I think they were all sold yeah. out of their own. And I was like, I need a stout. I need a stout. What do you have? And Andy from Elusive he was really, really helpful. He was like, we've got this one. It's an American one. It's, it's meant to, it's American style from duration. And he said, it's it's hoppier than, yeah. than sort of what you, what you expect. And I was like, perfect. I was like, because I don't think they're going to go out of their way to buy this hoppy stout and yeah. it, it, he ended up really really enjoying it i didn't grab one i'm i'm really mad at myself um, not grabbing it i think they're still i, I there might still, still be available. Some, i think it might, might be still have some elusive and i'm going yeah. tomorrow so i'll grab oh, go and have a look for me <laughs> <laughs> yes please thank you very much um and we are finally going to come to oh oh before you go to that one she's stopping it again look carry on yeah um so not Again, it's not a recognised style. It's a it's a other exotic or whatever they yes. call it. Um, white stout. Oh yes, I didn't say. That I white really like white stout. So I, I just... like Caribbean chocolate cake. <laughs> yeah, white chocolate cake. Make it again this year, so well, your next year. 
Caribbean chocolate cakes are. And please, because I love it, remake it. It was one of my favourites. It was like drinking white chocolate. <laughs> yeah. So I did. I did mention them at the beginning uh, because I didn't hear that bit. There is not listening. There was a historical record of pale stouts. Um, so a white stout. It's totally a thing, people. Well, that's it. You said they pale stouts, and yeah. I was thinking that's. Di- I was yeah, like, no, white stout. It's different. the same. Pale stout, Bavarian pale stout, brewed in Ireland in 1840. So they are a thing. So your your white stout nowadays tends to be it look when you pour it, it looks like like a pale ale. Um, when you taste it, it's usually got like roasty coffee type flavors. Um, it might have woody notes like the the white chocolate stout had um i had a mango i had the mango and white chocolate one from northern monks uh chocolate box range that was really like creamy white chocolate and mango so yeah they, they're really interesting oh as well there was that beer and i just remember this because someone posted it the other day did you see that beer that was brewed by a brewery called Team Toxic? And it was a um, reverse yeah, Guinness. Yeah, it was different, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Reverse Guinness. We don't know how they did it, but the body was white and the head was black. Um, I They had it in Sittingbourne and I didn't manage to go get it near me. And I was very sad that I didn't get any. But it sold out in like 30 minutes. <laughs> On draft. I, I, I've only just heard about it because of the fact of the, the Cadbury's situation yeah because yeah, it came up because of that yeah. didn't it yeah, yeah 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 that's where i saw it but um but yeah i just it, i had to when you said pale when you said the the pales at the beginning i was listening thank you <laughs> i was like obviously i, I must have just missed that bit say, I must have cut out. Listening. but i was listening but when you said pales i didn't connect it so i, mm. I assumed it was still slight i, I assume there was still that slight sort of evolution of it difference in it but yeah like the caribbean white chocolate cake it was literally like you've melted some white chocolate chips and you've just given that to me to drink and i was like (laughs) oh my god that's amazing so yeah some people it's very confusing because you look at it and then you taste it and you're like how is this taste coming out of this colored beverage (laughs) yeah it's that mixture of styles yeah but I mean they don't the one that I had obviously didn't have that much bitterness or anything it was definitely yeah. more sweet and it was like just gorgeous I loved it yeah try well um a white stout if you haven't I believe that uh Cloudwater have just put one out actually Ooh. oh now I was just trying to to avoid d-day right now we're on it <laughs> oyster stout so they are not necessarily as sinister as they sound so they um they have been brewed as a roasty beer that goes really well with oysters um they can be brewed with oysters in them but not necessarily um oh mine is very lively mine is as well look at that if you're looking at it on the camera it is all head (laughs) very little body um they these are not the freshest to be fair no to be fair i think to be to be transparent they are past the b the bbe aren't they oh yeah i think they probably are just barely to be fair only only just but i think that's obviously more of a precaution anyway um but so that sometimes the brewer will use crushed up oyster shell in the beer um but a lot of them actually don't have anything to do with oysters they're just a roasty stout that goes really well with oysters um if you were eating them right i've got a real i i am gonna can i just i read the back of the can i yeah. read the back of the can madam and can i just say <laughs> it says 
a marriage of two things we love craft beer and a collab and and collaborations yeah. a dry full-bodied and roasty base this rich yet quaffable stout is rounded out by the subtle brininess <laughs> of real oysters Bryn- you were like so it's, re- it's not even real oysters in it it's fine it's, it's like, got it's oyster real- shell no they put oyster shell in it they didn't put actual oysters in it dead oysters it smells very bittersweet like it, it's it smells like bittersweet chocolate yeah so it's roasty chocolatey bitter so it goes really well with yeah, salty briny oysters not that i've ever eaten oysters because they're gross <laughs> to be fair it no it doesn't taste like seafood at all it doesn't taste salty See? it doesn't taste like the ocean hold you i'll give you that that's fine i think there's a slight there is a slight brininess on the aroma yeah which might be off again it's it's the glasses that's i have to smell it out of the can because my glasses <laughs> are i use like this glass cleaner thing and i think it's given it more of a metallic yeah sort of smell to it so it's very dark brown almost black yeah. with a bit of a red highlight it had a very fizzy head that's completely disappeared now mine's still there you've still got yours mine's Ooh. disappeared well it's a little bit there it's got like a i think there's some dark bitter chocolate in there a little bit of, of salt again i'm getting a bit of nuttiness but mm-hmm. i'm also getting like a, car- a like a caramelized type taste yep. to it and i think it's maybe when you say saltiness it's not like an obvious saltiness it's kind of like when you take a salted caramel yes but you it's lower level of salt yeah. to it if you know what i absolutely. mean absolutely um so it's got that similar like i could make that connection to salted caramel but it's not as salty yeah um it's quite dry mm. as well yeah i would agree with that it's, um, it, it's got a bit of um mine has a bit of nuttiness to it yeah and i like that because i like nuttiness it's like um I, I don't know if you guys have i don't i say you guys as if i'm not in this country as well <laughs> but i've never gone out of my way to look for them so i don't really know if you have them or not uh turtles it's no like but i know what you mean nuts yeah chocolate caramel, caramel sometimes a bit of like saltiness to it depending if it's like salted nuts so going that's back what to I alaska again that's where i found out what a turtle was because they sell them there's always like chocolate and sweet shops. not it's not an animal <laughs> no it's like yeah it's like a chocolate but why are they called turtles do you know, know. <laughs> come know. on you're american you should know why you named these things weird things come on <laughs> yeah they're called turtles and they're weird it took me ages so maybe buy... maybe because i i'm just gonna guess total guess um i shouldn't have even said i was guessing i should have just told you <laughs> just tell, like just tell me yeah i'm not a very good liar and i'm looking at you on camera and I'm like, this is gonna be an obvious lie maybe it's because like the nuts when you because it's what it is Do they look like, a little bit like a it, yeah it's like sort of a rounded but it's not a nice a round like a shape it's yeah it's probably that it looks a bit like a turtle shell yeah because in Alaska, especially with the, the nuts to... on it given texture and all that yeah so you used to be able to, uh, there used to be shops where you could just get chocolate covered Oreos, turtles and bear claws. <laughs> and fudge, Alaskan fudge, Alaskan fudge is the best. I used to have to send boxes of it home to my family. So if you're the one listener <laughs> in, in Alaska, Alaska <laughs> send us fudge. Send please. fudge and Alaskan brew and co beer, please. And, and turtles. <laughs> and, tur- and turtles. And tell us and why they're called turtles. <laughs> yeah, t- find out why they're called turtles, please, and tell us. <laughs> but yeah, this is... Um, it's interesting because because of the fact as well that I think it kind of just proves the point as well to a degree that obviously not having had it myself in the BBE 
range but with stouts it kind of just proves that you can sort of be a bit more relaxed on maybe what the bbe is on a stout because it's still quite full of flavor to me like i don't think it's lacking any flavor and i guess because it doesn't really have the hoppiness you know there's no hops like some other ones do maybe if you were looking at you know the american style stout where there's more hops in it maybe you'd have to be a bit more rigid in your yeah cut off date but yeah um, because you're as beer ages the um hops hop profile will die off first you can also lose like your coffee chocolate caramel notes as well but you can so that those bits will die off first and there but then there is a malt shift so because stouts are more malt heavy that shift can cover other other flavors you don't want like um wet cardboard and paper and nasty things like that but they also go (laughs) yeah nothing but it also it'll go through like it'll go more dried fruit sherry that kind of those kind of things but you are looking for those kind of things in multi beers anyway so it it can work quite nicely so that's why sometimes you want that profile to come forward in the beer um because those are the the balance of flavor that you want from that beer so um a stout and a dark beer will age better i mean they should be generally if you're going to properly age it you want it to be a higher avb like seven percent plus and this is only 5.8 but um but yeah they they will last longer than your hoppy beers you want to drink your hoppy beers fresh it is shocking though that you just said it's 5.8 because this I know, it arguably tastes... tastes quite heavily boozy yeah and i would actually i'm gonna throw in a five pound word here uh i think it tastes quite uh a vinous is that Ooh, the word that i'm yeah. going for vinous um and it's it's funny as well it's got that sort of like red wine sort of touch yeah. to it in my opinion and when i look at it now when there's not that much sort of left in the glass with the light hitting it, it does kind of have a red wine type tint to it which yeah, is quite got interesting a red, got a red highlight to it but sort definitely. of around the edges where it looks like yeah. it's a really dark red wine yeah definitely which is interesting but yeah See, it's, um, oyster stouts are not as bad as you yeah thought it's not that bad it's all right it's all right I'll give you that but now I'm curious hold on this so this one being a 5.8 and this one being a 7.7 hold on that's a good point yeah this is quite boozy tasting yeah it arguably has more booziness to it in the taste I think it's bitterness like I think there's there's a real and I think it's it's dry, but it's not as dry as the export stout. So your export stout's kind of cutting off, and then this is the uh, your oyster stout's kind of lingering a bit more. I think the oyster stout just tastes boozier <laughs> for the fact that it's nearly two whole yeah. percentages lower. It's quite shocked. I'm quite shocked about that actually. Um, hold on, it I'm makes really a- good stout cookies. By the way, I bet it does. To be fair, yeah. I made really hold good on, stout I'm cookies do- with it. I think the Sam- Samuel Smith was the one I was saying had like the really boozy for a low ABV. So let me, yeah, D- honestly, the deep sea dating really has like a wine like quality to it for yeah. me and really comes through quite boozy in the taste. And it's just, it's so funny the fact that it's a 5.8. That. <laughs> like it tastes like wine almost. <laughs> like the, the booziness of wine of what, yeah. is what I mean, not the full taste of it, but. But that Should is, we do one more round through it? That is the beauty of, of stouts because you've got this beautiful, mellow, vanilla milk stout. Yeah. You've got this, you know, caramelly, salty 
slightly boozy <laughs> oyster stout. You've got the fruitiness of the oatmeal. You've got the dry, like coffee elements of the export stout. But they're all stouts. Like it's a wonderful range and style of beer to enjoy. We've only covered four. And like, we've only covered thing four. Is we've only covered four. Yeah. Um, and so it's just so funny that like, the the differences between yeah. four and there was still you know three four. Far, however many others five others whatever it was yeah that we haven't covered at all <laughs> and i guarantee those ones would all be like different to these and to each other as well yeah so i know they are because I've, I've had them but <laughs> right. i want to do another round of them let's see let's re-pour interested to see now that they've been sat out for a bit yeah mine have been under my lights so they're a little bit warmer i'm just doing little little tasting little tasters of them i'll give you that the the oyster stout wasn't that bad See, looking at you. them all lined up the oyster stout definitely has the best well most lively head i yeah. think for sure right export it's increased in nuttiness for me and it, yeah. i mean the roastiness is definitely there but the nuttiness is really quite strong as well and the bitterness is a lot heavier yeah i think of all of them it's got the biggest body actually even the milk mm. stout, like the milk stout, is creamy, but some creamy, of that's coming. But it's not. Some of that's coming from the vanilla, like thickness in mouthfeel. The export one's got the most body. Yeah, but I think the bitterness for me, it's it's good. It's really good. It's really well done. But for me, the bit like the bitterness is why I wouldn't necessarily go and drink these all the time because it's just too bitter for what I like. And I don't necessarily want a pint of all of them either. I want. No. Like, I think this was perfect amount yeah i want to like i want a nice little snifter of it like it's a bit like brandy like i just want to sit and enjoy it and have a little bit of it samuel smith's again i'm really just for me i'm just gutted that it's as thin as it is yeah it could have it could do with a bit more body but it's very fruity Hmm. it's definitely like um it's more red berry now for me that it's been sitting out yeah i get i get raisin raisin and currant Maybe it's current kind of that's in my head a bit, but I thought kind of towards the back end of it, it gets a bit like red berry-ish. Yeah. Just weird, but right. Wiper and true. Let's go. We're doing the marathon now. Oh, it's just so beautiful. It's just so good. <laughs> it's just so good. It's so vanilla. The yeah. vanilla is so, it's, the vanilla is still there. It's good. I'm it's getting almost a bit like... of the nuttiness and it's just, Gorgeous. It's like a marshmallow roasty hug. It's like a roasted marshmallow hug. That's what it is. You know how on our sustainability episode, you said like the cows, they dance when yeah. they get the... Yeah, these, like, this is this is, this is <laughs> the one that makes me do the little... The, yeah, the cows are like, happy, do their happy stout dance. I do my happy stout dance. For, it was milk stout as well that it they was, got yeah. it from as well. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Milk stout makes people just do a happy little cow dance. Happy little dance. <laughs> Now, deep sea dating. Let's go. It's just so boozy. So it really it's, is, considering it's only five point eight. It's really becoming quite red wine. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's the age of it. You know. Well, when you said like when you age the sort of less hoppy ones, they get more like sherry notes yeah. and stuff like that. Like that. When you said that, I was like, that's exactly what this yeah. tastes like. Yeah. So, yeah. So it's definitely got vinous notes to it. Good word. Uh, favorite and least favorite um favorite is the milk stout obs i think the least favorite is the export stout Mm. like it's it's okay but if i'm drink like if if that's what i had 
Like if it was on at the bar and I had some of it, I'd have been like, yeah, that's all right. But the milk stout is just beautiful. Beautiful. I would agree. I would agree. Favorite for me also is definitely the milk stout because it just makes me do like my happy dance. I'm happy. Um, and then, like I said at the beginning, the label. I mean, it's it's quite simple. It's just like a yeah. it, it's a rocket ship. I find though, you know, this conversation <laughs> we always have about what a what a beer label tells you about the beer. I mean, it tells me nothing. I, no, this is the thing. <laughs> I te- I find that I don't buy wiper and true beers because the label doesn't tell me about what's in the can. Yeah, but every time I've had one, because this is not my first one. Yeah, every time I have one, they're good. It's really good. They're amazing, <laughs> and I and got... I love it because yeah. I love the fact that it's got that gold top to the can i love the fact that it's very um it's simplistic yes in the label but it looks for me extravagant like that to me (laughs) says like extravagant opulent yeah i do think think of wiper and true as a as a extravagant brand like in the best possible way um however i've just seen that they're doing mixed fermentation beers but the can looks like the milk stout can to me like obviously it's different but just first glance yeah. i'm like which of their beers is it and that it just doesn't speak to me but that's <laughs> the thing it doesn't I go think, in my basket i think it's the fact that all the labels have the same overall sort of layout mm. where they've got their name big at the top a design that's gold on the can yeah. and it doesn't really tell you like you don't look at that and go that rocket ship is a milk stout like right. you don't really think that you just look at it and go that's a really classy elegant looking design but you don't know what you're getting from it like you don't look at that and go that's gonna be mm. it could exactly. be really good it could be not so great you go it looks high-end but it doesn't speak to me in the same way other labels do so you sort of might pass it by but it is really nice and I've yet to have a bad beer from white yeah. country when i've yeah, had them exactly it's and like bb and o you just go oh i could put that in and you put it in your preliminary exactly. basket and then you but go they're a brilliant oh, brewery like i'm missing out because my you know your own bias right yeah my own <laughs> label bias is saying don't unconscious buy that unconscious label bias unconscious <laughs> i mean i have unconscious label bias but you know i see something I like well. like this from this tropical stout from Gorgeous. from wild card and i'm just like that looks super fun i'm gonna buy that <laughs> i mean i, I want to drink pink flamingos coming out of a heart but that, that says amazing. tropical to me yep it's got a little definitely says it's tropical got a little to me. tropical like, drink on it. it like that says to me that's gonna be that's tropical, tropical. <laughs> so i'm gonna be like you're talking I to the person there. you're talking to the person that bought pomona island such intense dance vibes <laughs> because of the fact that i loved the name and the label was like a big cocktail. It, it had like shrimps and like all this different fun stuff that's coming a out of it. To buy this. And but I was the, like, I'm going to buy it. <laughs> I didn't show this one earlier, but I've also got Moore's Stout. So this is just, I don't want to say bog standard. I want to say standard stout. So you're going to drink this. You're going to get no like, frills is what you no want. Frills. No frills. But it's like, it is your tradition. It's going to be your traditional yeah. stout. It's 5% volume. It's going to be roasty. You're, going to be a, you're probably going to get a bit of coffee, a bit of chocolate. This is probably, you know, nice and simple. But I'd buy that. I would potentially put that in my cart over that. But I think because, that's because you look at that more and you yeah. go, that says to me, I'm going to get no frills. I'm going to get exactly what I asked yeah. for, exactly what it says on the it tin. It literally just says stout. But it's got a lovely array of like, it looks like it's got little frilled barley. It's got some swirly hops. Like, 
and that's what you get on all of the more cans but i know like from looking at that i'm like there's gonna be a good beer in there because i can see the barley i can see the malt it tells me what it is i'm gonna buy that and you know nothing against wiper and true because their beers are excellent but your, your can art does not speak to me. I mean, it speaks it speaks to me, but it doesn't speak to me in the sense, like I could be buying, I would buy that can not because I was looking for a milk stout. Like you said, it's really difficult to know which one of their range is what because yeah. it all looks, it's all that same type of design, the same gold, yeah. simple sort of art style, which I love. Like I think, like I said, to me, it says like opulence, extravagance, all that. And I'll buy that because I'll be like, I feel classy today. But I don't buy it going, I want a really good milk stout. So right. that's the one I'm going for. I'm just going, this catches my eye. And I can't tell you why it catches my eye. <laughs> it's just a I think it... simplistic design to it. So I'm buying it. And I don't even look at what it is that I'm buying. I just go, I want that one. And it would potentially be different like if I could go into a bottle shop and pick it up. Because the label has got so much detailed information on it which i love i love a detailed label like that would make me go oh if i can read it but at the minute that's not how we're shopping we're shopping online <laughs> to be so fair I when, I that information them, when i previously else. bought them it was because i was in a shop and i i picked it up and i went picked it up oh this sticks out to me yeah. um because i it looked it just something about it just looked nice so i just grabbed it and then that's when i read the back and i went oh that sounds interesting i'll i'll get that but again yeah if if it was if I hadn't have tried them pre sort of COVID lockdown yeah. times, I might have seen it in a online shop and gone, mm, it looks it looks nice. But I think even like on the web page, you know, when you order it online, it doesn't really do it justice. The can yeah. doesn't isn't done justice. It, it looks it doesn't stand out on a page of all these amazing designs next to it. Um, yeah, but and if we if we're yeah. glowing from a perspective of psychology of labels. Like you got to have that information somewhere so that people yeah go for it. I mean, people buy like people why are we it. why are we schooling Wiper and True how to sell beer? They sell they beer. sell beer. <laughs> they are not having a problem. They don't need to know from us how to sell beer. They do it and they and they get my money. Like <laughs> they get they get my money it's, too. It's, it's not like I'm like <laughs> I don't. I, I cannot wait to be able to go out into the world again because I've got friends that live in Bristol and I literally cannot wait to go see my friends in Bristol and be like, let's go to all these amazing places in Bristol, uh, including Wiper and True because I remember when Wiper and True was only sort of delivering local and I was so gutted because I was like <laughs> I really want to buy your beer but you're only delivering locally <laughs> and it was so infuriating and like I said I do love the labels yeah uh, but when it comes down to do I know what I'm getting out of this not so much because it could be any style in that can and I just buy it because I like the label as opposed <laughs> to going I want a really good milk stout but that Moore's one I think that's the thing is you look at that and to me, it says traditional, no frills, yeah. but good. Like you can, you can solid. tell that you're going to get a solid, yeah, traditional, yeah, stout. Yeah. yeah. Right, now that we've done a whole bit on the psychology of beer labelling, which is not what this episode was about. <laughs> it wasn't. It was about stouts. And I didn't even get to say my least favourite. My least favourite oh. was Samuel Smith. <laughs> See, I like. I think for me it was no. my least favourite because it's it was my sorry burden. You're still not in my top list. I think for me, just to justify it, Samuel Smith was my least favourite because of the fact fail. that I was expecting one thing and got another. I was expecting 
a bit more mouthfeel to it. I didn't get that. And I like a fuller stout as opposed mm. to a thinner stout. So for Fair. me, I was like, mm. I don't mind the, I don't mind the bitterness as much in the Verdant, even though I said I'm not massively big on that, but it had more of a punch to it. So that's why I was like, I prefer that. Yeah, and no, it's the higher ABV. <laughs> I think my order is Wiper and True, Deep Sea Dating, Sam Smith's and Verdant. I'd go Wiper and True, Verdant, Deep Sea Dating, Samuel Smith. Oh, look at that. <laughs> That's fine. More Samuel Smith for me. <laughs> More Deep Sea Dating for you. You can Deep have it all. Da- I will have it wasn't it bad. It genuinely, wasn't, it genuinely was not the way I thought it was going to be. But I think I'm going to get you. As a, hey, um, so down here, Whitstable Brewing Co. do an oyster stout. And it's very traditional because it's it, like, you know, you get oysters in Whitstable. Um, it's a lovely stout. I'm going to get you one and send it to you. That revenge or, for the fact that I said it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or I'm going to get one and you're going to have to come here and try it when we're allowed. There we go. I'll, I'll do that because then if I don't like it, I can go. <laughs> I can drink it. it. I will drink all the stouts. Give me think, all the stouts. Just to say, the reason why Deep Sea Dating was lower down than the Virgin for me, I think is just because I'm not massively big on red wine. Uh, I like red wine, but I'm very specific with the red wine that i do like um i don't like red wine at all but i like red wine notes in beer (laughs) see i get really i'm really iffy just about red wine in general like there's certain ones i definitely like certain ones i don't like at all and this has given me sort of the taste of the type that i don't necessarily like as much so i think maybe i'm associating it with that and that's why i'm like not enjoying it as much and i think it's just for me the booziness is too much that it takes away from it but then again Maybe if it was a bit fresher, I might change my mind. I don't know. But um, it's uh, it's not, I will give it to you. I'll admit it's not as bad as I thought it was going to be. It doesn't taste like the ocean. So. See, <laughs> told you. you didn't and it's not my least me. favorite, so it's fine. All right. So that is our episode for you on stouts. I hope that and labels <laughs> and, the, and the psychology of beer labeling. Um, I hope that answered all your questions. Um, if you have any more questions about stout, feel free to get hold of us um, at lovebeerlearning at gmail.com or hit either of us up on our socials. Tori, if they want to ask you questions about stouts um, and why you don't like oyster stouts, where can they get hold of you? Well, if they want to ask questions about stouts, I will redirect them probably to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they want to know my opinion on stouts, yes. which, I, you know, what, you know. <laughs> that you've done this to yourself you can find me at on instagram at adventures underscore in underscore optimism and if i were to redirect them to you joanne with all their actual proper questions not just drivel where can they find you if you want to talk to me personally i am um, a woman's brew on facebook instagram and twitter you can find my beer school where if you want to learn about different beer styles every month uh we do this in the beer tent society which is my beer membership uh, what's the tech, next one that's coming we're up? doing um check premium lager or check pilsner um so i decided to throw a lager in because we're all terrible craft beer people and don't drink lagers so i've chucked in my fa- one of my favorites which is a check pilsner um i was just putting together the history lecture and the um style guideline video today so that is available previously we have looked at imperial stouts best bitters saisons if you joined the beer tent you would be able to get all of that in back 
back issues available to watch the videos of what we've talked about. Um, and you get our pod, uh, you get this podcast, A Woman's Brew, um, early, a whole day early to everybody else. So um, if you want to talk to me about that, I am at Love Beer Learning on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. I'm also on the Tiki Talkies. I'm also on Pinterest. Uh, please come out and check my website, which is lovebeerlearning.co.uk. And you can email me, lovebeerlearning at gmail.com. That's for the, the podcast as well. Actually, my blog is about to have an in-depth article about oatmeal stouts. So Ooh. keep an eye out for that as well. I liked your latest Tiki Toki. Oh, it's about coffee. About coffee. <laughs> about coffee. I saw that one and had to do it. So if you're intro- intrigued about my my Tiki Toki about coffee, check me out on the Tiki Tokis or on Instagram because I put them on there as reels as well. Come and have a look. Love being learning. I've been, I've been trying on the Tiki Tokis. Yeah, you're doing the Tiki Tokis But I've well. tried. I've tried just because I've got... You need to do the day. coffee one. You I definitely need to, need to do that need one. one. But it's, it speaks to me on levels. But I've, I've tried to do it, and I will say I just can't – I can't, A, put in the effort. <laughs> Joanne puts in amazing effort. I'm like, eh. So the coffee one, I'd seen it when I was I was having a quick scroll one day, and I was like, oh, that's a good one. Someone had done it with a hard coffee because there's hard coffees coming out in American Ale. Um, and I was like, oh, <laughs> of course there is. Um, and I was like, oh, I should, I should try and do that one day. And then last night – um, I had a class uh, for Build Your Beer Vocabulary, which is one of my courses. <laughs> come, and, come and check it out for the next round. Um, and I was finishing off with a lovely um, ex- espresso stout from um, Good Brewing in Cornwall. Um, and I'd taken my pictures up here and I was walking out and I was like, oh, this is the perfect beer for that for that coffee TikTok. So I sat here and did a TikTok about coffee beer. Honestly. <laughs> As you do like, on a Thursday I, I, night. I, I did a TikTok and then Joanne executed the same song and she did it Apologies. twice the effort, way better than I've done it. Made my husband <laughs> video me walk. walking through the door. <laughs> Brilliant. But go check out her Tiki Tokies because <laughs> I, I'm not even going to bother plugging mine because doesn't uh, doesn't even matter no you can go see no, joanne go, go find not her gonna, second not as well. gonna do it <laughs> <laughs> on that note let's go finish the rest of these beers <laughs> cheers, cheers.